Well, we're all going a little nuts. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Anna Creates Podcast. How are you guys doing? Um, if you want to actually respond to that, you can find me on Twitter and tweet me and go, I'm doing well. If you just send me a tweet that just says, I'm doing well, I would love nothing more. And I'll know exactly that you were listening to this episode specifically because I've never asked that before. Uh, so, you know, go and shoot me a tweet because I would, I would, that would make my day if you tweeted that at me. Um, and just, told me how you were doing today, uh, out of the blue randomly. So go do that. But anyway, um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe through all this stuff that's going on. Um, you know, I, I, as much as I don't want to talk about what's happening in the world and as much as I don't want to, you know, be the same as everybody else in some way and talk about, you know, COVID-19 and what's happening. Um, well, it's kind of hard to get around it. It's kind of hard not to talk about it um, and kind of hard not to talk about what we're all going through and how things are are progressing and whatnot. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to change it up this week and I wanted to talk not about what is happening, but what is going to happen because I think there's going to be a unique opportunity for a lot of people um, following this whole thing that's happening in the world. And uh, I think with the bit with a shift in working and a shift in what people expect and a shift in the way people work, um, I think it, it's going to be really, really cool to see when we get out of this, when we come through this, or when it starts to go back to normal, how this is going to change a lot of a lot of stuff actually. And the more and more I thought about it, the more I was thinking about the future of the music industry and the audio industry and really the creative arts in general. And um, you know, one of the things I've been seeing going around is that when uh, you know people are sending memes and whatnot of you know saying that when every when everybody's through this. We have to remember it's the arts that got us through this. And, you know, people love to be able to listen to podcasts. People love to watch creators on YouTube, on Netflix, even that that's arts. You know, creating movies is not just for business minded people. It's very much for creatives, you know, people that come up with the ideas, people that write the ideas, the 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 artists that make the sets, that make the costumes, that, you know, the the actors themselves, they're artsy people, and that's what you know, they are involved in the, in the movie productions and their arts that are getting us through this musicians are getting us through this, you know, the amount of live concerts I've seen on Instagram and Facebook and all these kind of things like people playing songs live and, and people tuning in for that and wanting like live, um, streamed concerts and shows. And they, they look forward to that kind of stuff. And then the entertainment, I mean, every meme that's created every little, uh, joke video, those funny things. I mean, it's somebody that found a video and thought of something else and had a creative thought to do with what that actually meant, uh, or what they could twist it to mean that made, you know, made somebody's day while they, while they were sitting at home really bored, um, and, and those are the things that are going to get through, that are going to get us through this. And it's the people in the arts. And one thing that I want, uh, that I hope comes out of this is that people don't lose that appreciation because something that's been happening a lot recently is, 
um, you know, you hear it all the time. People are just not valuing, especially music nearly as much as they did, um, back in the day, you know, people want to stream music for, you know, right now it's nine 99 for a subscription and people want to pay less. People don't even want to pay that half the time. Um, there's a lot of people out there. The companies want to pay less to the record labels, uh, less royalties. And we're already as artists, we're already getting next to nothing for streaming. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's really hard to see that because it's a lot of people's art and a lot of people's livelihoods and, and people tend to take advantage of that because of the fact that artists love what they do. They, they, tend to do it whether they're getting paid for it or not a lot of the time. And, and that's the tricky part because now they uh, are one people see it and go, well, you do this anyway. Why can't you just do it? Um, why would I pay you for that? Or why would I pay you well for that? And the artists are really bad at, at, uh, you know, putting a price on what they do because, they want to just do it. They want to be a part of that project. They want to be part of that thing. And, and I, I noticed that with engineers and producers and people, mixers, even anybody like that, like they also want to be a part of a project. So if a, if a record comes in and the record's like, wow, I don't have, you know, your $200 a day for your rate. I, I can pay you 170. Well, if the artist, you know, if the engineer really wants to work with that artist, then you know, they're in the, they're in a, a difficult situation because it's like, well, it's 30 bucks or it's $20 less or whatever it is. The, the engineer and the producer has to decide, you know, is this a project I want my name on and that I want to be a part of more than I want to get more money for it. And often, you know, we do find ourselves in, in weird situations where we have to stand true to our rates and our stuff so that things don't fall too far because it tends to happen. And the next thing you know, you're not working for, for, you know, your regular rate, you're working for half that, uh, because you just slowly let it slip dollar by dollar. Well, at what point do I stop? Uh, you know, where do I, where do I draw the line? Because I want to work on these projects. And, you know, if you're not super busy, then it's like, well, I, it's money. Um, so it's, it's tough. It's really, really hard for, for artists and for producers and engineers and whatnot. But, you know, people, undervalue the arts. And, uh, there's lots of different things out there that, that talk about artists and how, you know, they're like, Oh, well, you know, the, the, the comics of artists, um, talking to the bars going, Hey, so you're going to pay me in the bars? Like, well, uh, we can't pay you in money. We can pay you in exposure. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, how am I going to pay my bills with exposure? You know, that doesn't really help anybody. (laughs) Um, so, you know, it's, it's an ongoing problem that people have for sure. And I really, really hope that coming out of this situation, people have a higher respect for artists and the art that they create that got us through this as entertaining and helped mental health of people getting through this. Cause right now the general person, you know, what they can do is stay at home, um, and not do anything at the, at the time of the recording this, that's what our, you know, our government and everybody's telling us to do is stay home, social distance, don't do anything, just literally go home and sit on Instagram, um, and go listen to music and do that kind of thing. And you know, the things that we go watch are made by creators and creators still have to do that and still want to do it. But I really hope that people notice that and realize how much, um, they are, that, that that's happening and that's helping them get through this. So I wanted to talk about the future of, uh, of what is happening or what could happen in the industry. Um, looking forward to when this kind of starts going back to normal and what's going to change that people didn't think of off the top of their head, maybe didn't realize 
um, but that are going to change in strange ways. And if you're a producer, an engineer, a creator, a video editor, anything like this, these are going to apply to you. And these are going to be things you should think of as you're trying to, you know, set yourself up for, uh, for the future and future success when we get out of this, because, we're all going to be affected in strange ways. And even if, you know, we're a month into this or two months into this, your work might not have dried up, but your work might be your, your, the work you are supposed to get in the future might not happen as quickly as it was supposed to happen. And you might get a delay or a lull in work later because of, you know, things, things getting postponed. And now the things that you're supposed to work on aren't ready for you to work on yet. And so stuff like that is going to be, is going to be interesting, but there's lots of different little things like that. And, and these thoughts are just more thought provoking and, and, uh, discussion points, um, that I wanted to talk about to kind of put it in your head and, and make you think about what could happen in the future and what to be prepared for and what, you know, sounds interesting that you could either, uh, leverage for yourself or uh, be prepared to to leverage for yourself in the future because there's going to be a lot of people that are left in the dust if they're not uh, adapting to the new times because frankly this this whole situation is going to prove a lot of different things to people and sh- highlight a lot of different things and that is kind of what I want to talk about today. So let us get into the talking points for today. All right, so things that are going to change in the future with with what's happening at home, and I think you know everybody's being told to work at home, and I've had a few people that um, that have started to work at home. They set up a little home studio. They started to do that kind of thing. A lot of different people are now trying to make a home studio or a home setup, and then there's a bunch of people that are like, "Well, I already had one, and this is where I worked, so I'm just." keeping on, keeping on. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I have a bit of a home setup. Uh, and I also, you know, I do go to studios. I do do things, but editing and that kind of stuff. I have my computer. I have a setup at home, you know, where I do my podcasts, where I do my videos, that kind of thing. I already have a setup like that. So it didn't affect me in, in the same way. Um, it affected me in other ways for sure. But, uh, in that way, I'm like, well, I'm right where I would work anyway. If, if I wasn't, you know, the world wasn't falling apart, but there are lots of people that are going, wow, I have to figure out how to make somewhere in my house work. I have to figure out what to do at home. I'm not sure how this works with people in my house. I'm not sure how this works with the neighbors. I'm not sure how, how to set up and and be isolated and actually get stuff done. Um, so a lot of people, it's affecting them in, in a weird way where it's not the work necessarily. It's how do I work at home? And what I think is going to happen is, is it's bringing awareness to the validity of working at home, where working at home is difficult. It's not super easy. A lot of people think that because you work at home, it's super easy. You don't have to go anywhere. You can work in your pajamas and you know that kind of stuff. But And and they also think about the fact that, well, if you work at home and, and I want a, a, you know, a change to my mix or something at you know, 11 o'clock at night. Well, your studio's right there. You should just be able to go do it for me because I I want it now. And that's not the case. And a lot of people don't understand that. But now that they are trying to work from home and realizing, oh, wow, I have to separate work and family life and all this kind of like personal stuff with work setup because it's not nearly that easy to separate them sometimes. And 
you know, I think, I think people are going to realize the value of that so that when this gets back, when this starts coming back and people are going to work somewhere else or, or hire up, you know, different types of clients are going, Oh wow. Like if I ask them for a mix revision and they go, no, I don't work after 8 PM. I now realize why, because they have to separate personal life from their work life. And so I think it's going to bring a little more validity to working at home, which is also going to help bring more respect for people that work at home. Uh, and that's another thing is, you know, sometimes people d- devalue work because it's done at home and devalue that, you know, you don't, people look down on it or they think, oh, wow, you couldn't make it or whatever. But now so many people have worked at home and they realize, and coming out of this, a lot of people might even stay at home going, well, it's safer here because, you know, I'm already paying my mortgage or my rent or whatever it is. So I might as well just utilize this same space for more stuff uh, instead of having a, to, have a space. And now that I've figured out how to work from home, I maybe I don't need to pay for a studio somewhere else all the time, uh, to, to just go there and, and edit. I can do that here. And now that I've set up, you know, the systems in place to do this and they're well, you know, figured out because we've been doing this for months at that point we will have, um, then, you know, they'll, they'll be like, well, why not just stay here? And we don't know how, how this is going to go. It might, we might have an upturn and then downturn. We don't know. So, I think it's just going to bring a little more respect for people when they're trying to hire somebody and they aren't going to look down at people that work at home anymore. And that goes for more than just the music industry. I think that goes for a lot of different industries and a lot of different areas of work, but, but specifically for, for music, you know, I don't think home studios are going to be looked down upon nearly as much. And I think the quality, I mean, we've seen that the quality of home studios and bedroom studios and stuff can be good. So it's more about proving your ability and not just what uh, gear you have. Because another thing that's going to happen is people that, you know, are, are known at big studios, for instance, and then now go home and can't do anything and don't understand how to work without the fancy gear. They're also going to be um, kind of you know, they're, they're going to be found out in a way that they don't actually know what they're doing because when, when their fancy toys are taken away, they don't know how to do it. Uh, and so people at home who don't have fancy toys, but can make an amazing sounding record, uh, they're going to be more respected for that. And, and I think people are going to start to realize that that is possible, you know, with Billie Eilish, and I, I, I like to bring that up. And that example is amazing because it's a record that was made in a bedroom that, got massive, massive success and then recognition for that success. And then it kind of came out that, oh yeah, we, we only recorded this in our bedroom. And I mean, that's a whole other discussion, how they did it, what they did it, that they're musical, that they have the talent, but the, and, and that there is other things involved, but what it does highlight is the fact that they do have that talent. They have honed their skills and their talent for songwriting, good, good songs. That thing, that, that record had amazing songs and very creative use of what they had, very creative use of the, of their environment. Um, so things like that are going to be definitely, um, looked upon and people are going to be seen that, wow, if you have the talent, you can make anything work. You don't need the fancy gear versus the people that just rely heavily like on, on fancy gear, like it's a crutch and, or like it's, you know, the only thing that props them up at any time, like they can't do anything if they don't have the fancy gear, they know how to use an Eve, but they don't know how, if that Neve's taken away, they don't know how to record anything. So 
I think that's going to be figured out uh, and and found out a lot. Um, and so I think it's going to make, it's going to open up a lot of possibilities for people who can't afford fancy things and who can't do what people do at, at big studios, but they can do something totally different and really just as good of quality with the stuff that they have at home. So I really, really think that that, that is going to have more possibilities for a lot more people working from home, uh, both because it's, you know, it makes sense to people now. And it also, um, and it also that you'd notice that it is the talent, not, not the gear. So you'll be able to see the talent come through a lot more, uh, now. So also, um, so after that, there's also the increased demand, um, for people that are good at programming and can record themselves at home. And this is a really, really interesting thing because, you know, there's a lot of people right now that need, you know, session musicians and the musicians are really, really good, but they can't go, they have to go to a studio and they have to be recorded by somebody else, but they're, they're good, but they don't know how to do it at home. And then there's people that are really, really amazing musicians and can record at home or hire somebody. They can hire somebody too, uh, and work at home. And this is going to bring that uh, to light a lot. And there's a, there's a, a website that I use called sound better and it's gaining popularity a lot. It's kind of like Fiverr or Upwork or any of those freelancing sites, but it's specifically for music-related uh, tasks. So there's mixers, engineers, all sorts of musicians on there that can record. And so you 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 find the musician that you want, you find their credits and what they do, and you hire them and they can record at home because so many people now can do that. And I think the world is going to shift a lot more towards that, especially during isolation. We're all going to, you know, we still want to make music. We still want to record. And, and right now we're in the early stages of it. But I think that as this goes on longer and longer, we're going to really, people are going to be like, well, I've written these songs in the first month, but now I want to like have good recordings of them. Well, there are still people out there that have a home studio in their backyard or, or, you know, in their, in their basement and they can record drums and they can record guitars and they can make them sound amazing. They don't need to go to some big, big studio. So I think that musicians who can do that and producers who can do that and, you know, people that can accommodate those kind of things and virtual, um, virtual collaboration. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I think people with virtual collaboration abilities who can record at home from the comfort of their own home, you know, you, you hire them to do a guitar track, they go out, they bang out a bunch of guitar tracks and then they go in for the night. You know, those people are going to be in, in high demand. I think a lot more higher demand than, and most there's also going to be for people who can't quite afford somebody like that. Um, people who can program really well. So what I mean is like program real drums, because nowadays with, especially with modern, um, modern productions, especially in rock and metal, a lot of stuff is programmed. A lot of drums are just completely digital because that's the style of music that they want. And, and I think that a lot more genres are accepting this fact, but I think that we're going to find a, a kind of a, a, an era of records that come out that are heavily programmed and heavily influenced by the fact that you couldn't go to a studio and record a real instrument. You had to figure out how to make MIDI instruments and virtual instruments sound natural natural and sound interesting and not just like somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, a buddy of mine, actually, he was, he was saying that as well. He records drums. He has a drum setup um, at home and he records drums for people. And he also records MIDI drums and he's learning, he's honing his skills in the programming of those drums because he can make digital drums sound 
even better. And then if somebody wants a jazz kit or a metal kit or a rock kit or an R and B kit, he can play them cause he's a drummer. So he knows the kind of the feels and the, how he wants them to sound, but now he doesn't have to have a million kits. He can kind of do it all from home. And if people want for less money, you know, he could program them drums for half the price and twice as fast because he can just program them like rock out on MIDI drums. You don't have to edit them. You can just, you know, quantize them very easily. Um, and they still sound real because the velocities are different and the programming like drum instruments, especially are getting so, so real. And so many other instruments on the market, virtual instruments are getting so real uh, sounding and the sample libraries out there are amazing um, that for very cheap, you can have a, an orchestra or a full band um, very easily. So I think that that is going to be a, a big thing that people are going to want and, or, or not even want, but expect coming out of this because so many people are going to be perfecting their skills with this, that I think people are going to expect it. And, and with, you know, budgets not being what they used to be and, and a lot more people wanting to make music. And especially now that people are like, Oh, I've always wanted to try and sing. So like, now's my time. I think coming out of this, there's going to be a lot of people that want to make music more than ever before, because especially with like Apple having logic, uh, for free right now, um, there's going to be people that are playing around with it and they have nothing better to do than watch tutorials and learn. So, you know, we're going to have a, an interesting, uh, batch of people come out of this that kind of don't really know what they're doing, but also kind of do. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to allow a lot more talented people to have a foothold in the industry, uh, as opposed to just the people that can afford the big studios and the big drum kits and the big, the, you know, the piles of instruments and whatever, because, at the moment, there's a lot of that for sure, uh, where, you know, I've seen tons of people who just happen to have a lot of money or happen to have really nice drums or really nice guitars get asked for sessions, but aren't actually the best players, but just they have all the, the, the fun toys. Uh, meanwhile, I've had a couple guys that come in that they don't get asked for a lot of work, but they're the most, the most phenomenal players out there. Um, that I've ever worked with, but they just don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of toys. They don't have the capability for a lot of things. So I think that now that's going to open up that possibility for both producers and engineers uh, and and musicians to if they are willing to hone their skills just enough to record at home. And they, you, don't, you don't need a fancy setup, but you need just enough of a setup to record yourself at home. And then you can offer your services online anytime, no matter where you are, really. You know, if you have a nice portable setup, you could go to the cottage for a month and just, you can still be working, no problem. And I think that goes back to, you know, working from home, the the respect for that people are going to have is, and the, the acceptance of that is that people are going to be able to and going to want to want work from wherever they want to go. A lot of people want to travel more. A lot of people want to see the world. So nowadays and now after this with, with the different technology that's emerging from this or the different tools that are getting actually put through the paces to try and find different ways to work, those are going to just continue to be used when we get out of this and people are going to use them, but use them so that they can work from wherever doing exactly what they do at still a very, very extremely high quality. And so I think that's, that's really, really going to be very cool to see, um, more people get opportunities because of that. 
And I think that goes right along with one other thing was that I was thinking is the realization that you can get amazing products from a smaller studio and you don't need big fancy gear because you really don't. A lot of people kind of fantasize about it and, you know, talk it up and put it on a pedestal when in reality you don't need to have fancy, fancy gear. Sure, it's nice, um, but you know, it's not the be all end all. Um, a lot of really, really big records are made almost exclusively in the box. Um, and not even in big studios, not because the budget's not there, not because it's the songs it's the songs are amazing and you can get great quality stuff. So I think that's going to be more realized and more open and talked about. Another thing that is going to be very, very interesting is how it's going to change the geography of the world. Now, with all these things that I was just talking about, you know, that's going to slowly work its way out uh, as we come out of this and as people start to be able to go back to work, uh, whether they actually go back into somewhere to work. Um, But it's going to be interesting to see how the technology as it's gotten pushed is going to affect... um, how people think about where they need to live. Because right now, if you're a musician or a producer, you really want to go to Nashville, LA, Toronto, Vancouver, even, um, there's like key, key cities in, uh, the States, in Canada, in the world that you feel like I need to go if I'm going to be a successful musician. You know, Nashville is, is, um, very, very well known for that where, you know, every barista is a better musician than any musician you've ever seen. Um, so, you know, that's the, that's the kind of the running joke because that is a music city that is, you know, it's not a lot of people down there, uh, considering the size of the city, but they have amazing, amazing talent down there. Uh, but what is going to be interesting is the more people, uh, work from home and can record from home and can do really good quality stuff from home. And people realize that we don't need to hire the guy that's in Nashville paying the premium to be in Nashville. Uh, to record drums or guitars for us. We can hire him if he's living the same guy who's talented living in the boonies in the middle of the desert somewhere. As long as he has a good internet connection, who cares where he is? If he has a good sounding place that he can record, you know, we're going to have different like home studios for musicians and stuff popping up all over the place, which is going to make an interesting impact. I think on the geography of where people want to be or where people need to be to make it big. If you're, if you're smart and you do things strategically, I think you can make a living on the internet, a very good living on the internet, um, with the same skills as some people that, that, you know, are, are working in Nashville as a barista trying to make it down there. You can, you don't have to go through that. You don't have to, you know, sell everything just to go and get an apartment down there and work a not a great job to to break in down there. You can work from anywhere and you can go online and you can hustle online and it's going to be a lot more accepted, which I think over time we're going to find a very interesting dynamic uh, between the hubs for musicians and the hubs for productions um, and where, you know, where we find them throughout the world and where people go to be creative, because it's going to open up a whole new possibility for people to be creative in different spots. Um, because you know, you can go to your cottage and work and be creative. And that's a lot of people find that. And a lot of writers, you know, they want to go to a cottage to work, but now they can go to a cottage and write and also record the full final record. And if they don't have a a guitar player because, or a a banjo player or an accordion player, because they're in the middle of nowhere, they just hire one online that they know, or that they like the sound of his work or that they've heard of whatever. 
and the guy records it at home and sends it over. And so it's going to open up more possibilities for that kind of thing instead of, well, we have to record in Toronto because that's where people are and that's where, you know, um, we can find musicians and we can find gear if we need it uh, and that kind of stuff. People are going to realize, no, I can, I'm, I'm more creative and I'm going to make a better record if I'm in the middle of the woods in my cottage, um, than if I was sitting downtown and bored, um, because we have to have a day off or, you know, sitting downtown doing nothing when I'm not recording or waiting for inspiration to strike, but I'm in the middle of the city. So it doesn't always work that way. Um, people are going to, people are going to accept the fact that you can record anywhere. And I, I really like the, the kind of home studios that have been popping up more and more places. And I think this is just going to accentuate and speed that up. And there's going to be less of like a hub for musicians in the middle of, of big cities or in the middle of, you know, the, the, the epicenters that exist today, they're going to be all over the place, I think. Um, and a lot more spread out and it's going to turn into, you know, the hubs online, the, the websites that can do it right. And the people that find that are good that manage to break through on those sites. So I think it's going to be very interesting because it's going to be a lot of online, um, a lot of online virtual collaboration work and people know that that can actually deliver good work through doing that. So that's going to be really cool. But on the downside for certain um, of us, like me as an engineer or a producer, people are going to expect quicker turnaround times. Um, you know, as technology has progressed and as technology has gotten faster and our workflows have gotten faster, people have expected uh, shorter turnaround times. So if they have a mix, you're not mixing on an analog desk. And, you know, back in the day, you'd be working on a tape machine and you'd be working on an analog desk. So it would take you, you know, an hour to recall the desk and all the gear, maybe even two hours, you know, as an assistant, I used to do that a lot. Um, and you know, it would take two hours to recall a mix and then we would go through it, make sure everything's right. And then you'd start recording or sorry, then you start mixing and going through the changes that the artist has. And then you have to print it and you have to sit there and you have to wait for it to print. And then you have to, you know, um, it's cause it's summing through the desk. You can't stream that. You can't offline bounce it. You can't do anything. And then, uh, it goes, you print it, you export it, you send it to the client and then, if they don't get back to you, you're going to tear down the, the, the gear because you have to move on to the next song or the next project or whatever it is. Um, and then people, you know, think that it takes two seconds because their buddy on Pro Tools next door, he can pull up a session in four seconds, print, export offline and be done. And it's very, very easy. Um, and I think that that's going to be um, something that people expect a bit more. Uh, and and it's going to be very, very interesting uh, how that affects analog and big studios and that kind of thing for mixing mostly recording. It does take time no matter what. So, um, you know, that's, that's not going to change. I don't think, but, but in general, they're going to expect quicker turnaround times. They're going to want people because they're working from home and they're quick. They're in the box. They can do a small change very fast. takes five minutes. Now, what is going to be very interesting with quicker turnaround times and wanting things uh, faster. And a thing that I think is going to be very interesting with that same concept is um, right now, uh, something that is coming to light and coming a bit more on the forefront of mixing uh, is virtual attendance to mixes. And people can stream their mixing from wherever they are and they can uh, mix and stream it online, high quality to the client. And then the client can be right there listening, 
real time, giving feedback right away on their own system in their own house. You know, it's very, very easy. Um, instead of being in the studio with the mixer and to, they, you know, they burn a whole day because they have to sit there and they don't know the room that well. So they still have to take a, a version of it home and a version of it back to their own stereo system in their car and whatever thing they like to listen to. And so what that's going to change is there's software right now that people can stream it, which means people are going to be a lot more flexible where they can have their computer. As long as they have a computer, their internet connection, or even a phone, they don't even need a computer for half of these, um, they're, they're an internet connection and headphones that they know or a speaker system or whatever, they can literally be in the mix, so to speak, virtually, and giving approvals and approving a mix from wherever they are, whether they're at home, whether they're traveling, uh, all that kind of stuff. And they can do it instantly. So you can kind of do it right then and there, um, as opposed to waiting and the band doesn't really do it because they're on tour and they're not paying attention. You can actually schedule it and go, we're going to sit down together this day and we're going to do the notes and we're going to go through it because creative types, as I'm sure we all know, uh, if you're not, you know, if you're not made to do something. If you don't have a deadline, uh, you'll keep pushing it back and you'll keep, you know, Oh, I don't know. I just want to listen to it one more time. Um, but now we can schedule that, which will also be really, really good for, for post-production kind of things, because those are, it's a lot of more corporate things in post-production and for movies and stuff, but they still need to give approvals. So instead of rendering something out and waiting for, you know, however many hours to render it out and then upload it and send it to the client and they download it and then they watch it, you can do it real time streaming and figure out what's wrong right then and there go, Oh, I want that louder. Oh, I want that quieter. Oh, I don't like this that you added that kind of thing. And right now it's being used for mixes and post-production kind of stuff, but I think it's going to find it's, it's place really, really interestingly with, especially with virtual musicians that are somewhere else recording, we can stream what they're doing and you can produce from afar essentially. And that this technology is only getting better. And even five years ago, it wasn't what it is today, but nowadays people can have real time, high quality conversations for, for podcasts or interviews and stuff. And they can record it from from across the world, uh, and and get it done, and give feedback, and make it make it make sure everybody's happy, and just sign off on it, sign off on it right then and there. Um, and I think that's only going to get better, and it's going to get quicker, and people are going to expect that because a lot more corporate people want to be you know maximizing their time. So during the day, they might be traveling, they might be. Uh, somewhere else doing meetings, doing whatever they need to do, but they can still stream this high quality thing uh, and, and approve their songs and their mixes and their video, whatever it is that they need to approve. They can do that or give notes on it as they're, as they're working. They don't need to be in that city. They don't need to be in that, in that facility. Um, and going back to not having a hub, sometimes that's what people like is the that a mixer is close. So once they're close on a mix, they can actually, the, the client can walk over to the studio and be at the studio that day for approvals and for notes. Now, it doesn't matter where you are. You you can be, again, in the boonies, in the middle of nowhere, in at your cottage mixing and just call your client up and do, you know, real-time um 
feedback and notes right then and there. And I think that's, that's just going to, uh, help spread people out, uh, a little bit physically and allow people to be creative and be doing more because they can be in the middle of other things, especially, you know, with 5g coming. So you can have really high quality streaming from anywhere. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff is going to change the game because you can be walking down the street approving a final mix of your song. If you have your, your headphones on or whatever, um, you know, it might be a little extreme, but, <laughs> but you never know the possibilities of it. it. There's, there's endless possibilities for all this kind of stuff and what we, uh, are going to expect coming out of this. Um, you know, and I think that being said to kind of bring it home is, is a certain type of person is still going to really, really want big studios and they're going to realize through this that they really, really missed them and they missed being able to have the real instruments all plugged in and set up and ready to go. And they're going to continue to go and use those big studios and they're going to almost embrace them more. Um, and then there's going to be another set of people that, realize, oh, I don't actually need that. And I just made the best sounding record of my career. Um, and I did it from home and the mixer was somewhere in, you know, the middle of the desert mixing this and they streamed it to me. And then I got, you know, somebody to add a background vocal who was over in Malaysia. Um, and you know, it's going to be a very interesting process. And I think there's also going to be a lot more breaking down those walls between cultures and adding cultures together, um, and different people from around the world who can bring different, um, different creative inspiration to a project because now they can do it online virtually, you know, through a website, there's going to be tons of different things popping up to help, people collaborate like that and, and find different talent all over the place. And I think that's going to be super, super cool to see where that goes. Um, and I think that this is only the beginning. And I think this is what most of what's happening right now is doing is it might not be ideal right now, but it's opening up people's eyes to the possibilities and especially companies are going to see the possibilities that they can do with their technology they have already, um, and where they can push it and what other things are possible. So, um, you know, let me know, uh, to, I'd love to hear from you guys. If you shoot me a tweet of what you think could be possible or what you'd like to see, what you'd like certain companies to try and do, or to see where they can push their technology or what weird, wacky scenarios you can think of that either you've done or you've kind of found a workaround, but it might be easier. Um, you know, how often do you, would you like to have an Indian throat singer on your song, but you can't have that because they're in India and you aren't here or you are over here and you can't be there. But now, um, you know, maybe now you could, you actually thought about it and you, you can do that because they can record at home and stream it virtually to you while you are at home in your, the comfort of your home, listening to it and approving it. And then they can send you the file and you're done. And you have, you know, the, the, the world is going to become a very small, a, a much smaller place in that way. Uh, and we're all going to be working together a lot more, I think, um, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing to think about. And I hopefully think we're, I hopefully, I believe we're going to see it. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to think about and a beautiful thing that I think is going to happen. So, um, I can't wait to see what, what this kind of forces people or, or opens people's mind up to in the future. All right, now for the highlights of the week, there are two things right now that um, I thought would be interesting for anybody getting into creation. As we talk, there's going to be a lot of people getting into creation uh, right now. And 
two things that I wanted to bring to light, uh, which I kind of mentioned, but Anyway, the first one is Sound Toys. Uh, it's a plugin company that makes some amazing effects. This is not sponsored, uh, but I just, I really do love their plugins. They're plugins I've been using forever. I've had them for a long, long time. And uh, they're currently offering their Sound Toys 5 bundle uh, for free until June 30th. Uh, it is for free for anybody to try out and go check it out. There's a bunch of different effects plugins like Echo Boy and whatnot in there. Um, and, you know, it's a it's a really creative suite. It's not, you know, compressors that you're going to use to kind of shape a vocal, but it's it's creative. It's going to help you be creative. Um, and I think it's they're really um, they're really user friendly and intuitive to use for creators who are getting into creation. Uh, so I think it's a really, really good thing if you're trying uh, out your hand in production and you're trying out your hand in in writing and stuff to, to go try them out. Why not? Till June 30th, you have access to them. I believe that goes away after June 30th, but basically it's an extended trial of it. Um, so why not? Why not try it out? And if you like a few of them a lot, you can buy them. Uh, and if not, then you know what you don't want or don't need. But I think it's a really, really great thing uh, that they're doing to help creators and to help people get into creation. And then the other thing that I wanted to highlight this week, which is not really music related, but it is something that I think is very, very appropriate to uh, what is happening right now today. And that is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I have read this book. I have listened to this book. And it's one of, you know, my favorite books for habit building um, and the importance of habits and how to break bad habits. Um, and, and it's things like that, um, that, that stop productivity in creation. And, you know, you get distracted because you're not sure what to do and you get your, your habit is to pick up your phone if you don't know what to do, or your habit is to go scroll TikTok or whatever it is. And that really, really hurts productivity, I find. Um, and so basically, this book really, really helps with that. It's really, really cool how it breaks down how we make habits, how we we build habits and the importance of, you know, not missing twice and doing something. And, and I think right now, um, making a habit out of making music and making a habit out of learning new things to do with music, uh, or your, your, your art skill set, uh, video editing, whatever it is, uh, making a habit out of that and not getting too sucked into the, the mentality of, ah, well, we're in isolation. I might as well not do anything. Cause you know, now's my time to watch Netflix. Um, you know, I think that this is going to be on long enough that we should build habits around around putting ourselves out there and creating things uh, and building those skills because, you know, as we just talked about, there's lots of opportunities that are going to happen that we didn't have access to before, um, but you have to be ready for it. You have to prepare yourself for what's to come and think about the possibilities and how you want to, how you want to be ready for what's going to happen or what could happen or what you're just going to make happen um, <laughs> because you're prepared for it. So uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, amazing book. I highly Highly recommend it, um, especially especially right now in these crazy times where habits are hard to deal with. So definitely check that out. All right, guys. Uh, now is the Q and A, and currently, you know, this is 
you know, only, uh, the first couple weeks, I, I'm not going to actually do any questions cause I'm pre-recording a couple of these, uh, to be able to launch the new podcast. So right now, as of recording this, uh, I don't have any questions cause I haven't put that out there, but please, uh, this is kind of a reminder, um, f- to put out some questions, to go on Twitter at Anik creates and, or on my website, anikcreates.ca. You can find me either place or any social media at anikcreates and um, uh, submit some questions. Let me know what you'd like me to talk about or what questions you have for me about my career, about anything I talk about in these podcasts. Uh, Any comments, please go leave us a review um, and I will answer any of them here in the Q&A section that I want to start doing at the end of these episodes. This week, I just wanted to remind you to go do that and to go uh, leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much, guys, for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and leave me a rating and a review, as I said. Uh, check out anacreates.ca for my other resources that I have. I have articles, videos, I've put out a blog on there with different articles helping with career, education, engineering, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's in its infancy, but if you subscribe to my newsletter, you will get those updates as well. So I'm working on a lot of really, really great stuff right now. But that is it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time, always be creating.